Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Owen. I'm Cheese. Welcome back. Good to hear from you guys. Um, I have to say, considering it's August, it's been something of a washout. A um, bit of miserable weather has stopped play. Um, pretty disappointing summer, to be honest. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I, I, I found the weather just a bit depressing. Yeah, especially playing cricket on on Saturday and Sundays, having to, you know, in August you don't expect to be getting the jumpers out and sand down a drizzle. But um, yeah, it's not great. Not great for the summer sport having, you know, 13 degree days in August. No, I think... It's it's a shame. Go on, geez. We had, a, we had a glorious little spell of sunshine and now it's all sort of washed out for a little bit. Yeah, well, especially during lockdown, it was lovely. I know. <laughs> It's not conducive to an already shortened season, though, is it? <laughs> so, but never mind. I think we've got some key questions to, to talk about today. So, are we out of the T20s? Are we going to get through the Bob Willis Cup with our, with our pride intact? Um, these are the questions that we're going to be addressing today and looking ahead at the matches to come. Um, if you are following us on Twitter, thank you very much for the interactions. That's been great. Um, if you are joining us for the first time, you can find our podcasts on the Podbean and you can find them on the iTunes store. Um, everything is linked through our Twitter account at Essex Podcast. So do please tag along. Um, let's talk first about the last Bob Willis Cup match. Yeah, a bit of um, disappointing with the weather, isn't it? Um, it's sort of, it's allowed the other, t- I know we're still top of our group, but we've think of big picture it's about we got to finish top two in the entire country in terms of points one run seems to have um cost us dearly cost us that one batting point has cost us being top and it's uh been, yeah it's a bit frustrating um to, you know listening to on a radio and, and nothing really going on yeah it's been a real shame um geez what are you what are you thinking are, do, uh, can, can we pull it back are we you know we got any chance are we just scuppered now oh, i think we've got plenty of chance like with with the last game coming up like it's not over until it's over and all it takes is for us to get a couple of extra bonus points compared to the other teams um playing and we're we're in the hunt so all right somerset are, are leading the pack but we're only one point behind the other teams. One great bowling performance from Harmer. Well, there we go. We're yeah. going to be straight back in it. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think it's not over yet. I mean, look at last season. We were way behind, weren't we? Two games to go. Pulled it back, and um, you know, end up winning it. So it's just, it is. It just would have been nice to have that bit of comfort going into the last game that a win sees you over the line, rather than having to. You now looking at making. Other people haven't got. If other people do really bat really well, bowl really well, and get all their points, then it's it's just literally one point away from us. And that's that's what I'm. It's frustrating. It's just the the weather. The weather cost us dearly, unfortunately, and you can't really always, complain about the performance. So. It's always nicer to be setting the pace rather than than chasing the field, but you've just got to play what's in front of you. Other teams have been affected by rain. It's our turn to to do a bit, so it would be interesting to see how we bounce back and, and you know take on the next game. Overall, though, you know 
grabs a lovely ton and reaches a, a massive milestone. It's like, I think it's 24,000 first-class runs now. Yes, it seems unbelievable, isn't it? That's an inconceivable amount of runs, I think. Um, <laughs> I struggle to knock five before I get out. So, you know, wow. Well, what an incredible, incredible performance over, over this period of time. Yeah, but it was a time, I think it was... I can't remember why it was, but it was a time Graham Gooch's figures were going around social media quite a lot, a month or so. I'm not sure whether his birthday came like, during lockdown. as a good example. That's good just to get something out there on the channels. They put a lot of stuff, made a big deal of it. But you look at Graham Gooch, who played, what, till his early 40s for Essex? Am I right? I think he was. Yeah, his early 40s. I think so. And then you've got Alistair Cook, who's mid-30s, you know, smashing those records um it's well, he's got a life left in him yet hasn't he i mean i think that's and that's very reasonable uh to say um and and i've got i've got a very soft spot for alistair cook anyway i just think the man could do no wrong really well he'll be around for the season at least i think i think he said that on a radio interview that he's he's going to be around next season which is well, that's really encouraging, looking looking ahead to next season. Well, he seems a very honourable man. He signed a contract for so many seasons. I think he's, he, 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 he will not want to um, let Essex down by not fulfilling that contract. And I can't see him, you know, being dropped, you know, because, you know, as you get older, obviously, your form does tail off at some point. Um, but I can't see it happening next year. So. so pretty secure for another season, at least. That's good. Um so moving on then, so the next um, Bob Willis Cup is very soon. Need to pause it. So looking ahead then, we've got the last match, Sunday the 6th. Feeling positive about that then? I think you've got to be, you know, undefeated. In the well, sort of. we'll come on. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. come on to the to the wider point of that. But in in the Bob Willits this season, still undefeated, still at the top of the table. You know, Middlesex were a good size, and it'd be a a good way to to end the campaign. And I think it's going to be a fun game. Well, certainly, look something to look forward to. Um, I think it's. I think we can all agree that it's it's not been. A replacement for the championship. Um, well, there are some people saying that they prefer this format, isn't it, aren't they? Because it, it allows um, counties like Derbyshire have really shown themselves this this year to, to be fruition. Although other counties are, and they're not putting f- uh, full strength sides out because obviously the England, the entire England squad, you can't just go in out the bubble. So you know, England's thirteenth, fourteenth, and twelfth, and fifteenth. Men are out of the county championship. Many of the overseas players, we're quite lucky in that regard, haven't been able to come over. So, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to the county championship returning properly. Me too. But do do we think that this is going to impact on how it looks next year, or do you think we just revert to form? Well, I hope they get rid of that stupid thing they're playing on doing, where you've got division an inflated division one where not everyone plays everybody. That seems silly. I hope so. That, hopefully, they don't go back to that. Um, and just have what it had the last the last decade really it's worked pretty well I think two up two down well time will yeah I agree but, but I do think we'll go back to Middlesex game I think given that we are a 
we've always said for like, you know, since starting this podcast that we can bowl any team out. So getting getting 20 wickets in the match isn't something you really worry about with Essex. So and I do think that with the Lord's slope, I know they've got home advantage and the players are used to playing on it, but with our, we've got Simon Harmer, incredible bowler, but we've also got three very, very, very good, um, well, four four if you call it Aaron Beard, very, very good seam bowlers. And with that slope, it's, and especially with someone like Sam Cook, the natural movement he gets, the slope accentuating that, it's, he's me very, he, I think he's me very hard to play against at Lord's, which I think puts us in really good stead. And we just have to hope the, and the batsmen have done pretty well this season. You've got, you know, Tendo's been pretty decent. Cook's been very good. Even Paul Walter's come to the fruition and... and uh, we need to come back to Paul. Actually, while we're on that, I think actually this is, a, this is a good moment for us to talk about Walter. Have we got him wrong? Because we've, we've uh, doubted him um, consistently. Um, and recently, it, yes, not necessarily been consistent, but... We've seen some really good performances from him. A good performance. Well, a, okay, a good performance, a surprisingly good performance. Um, you know, but I found myself willing him to get to the fifty. You know, but I shocked myself. Yeah, I think he's. A, do you class him as an all rounder? I think he is in the team as an all rounder. His bowling is um, it's unreliable. I think last season we saw that with some of the um, fifty over matches. He just got spanked about, and it was. Bowling, you wouldn't expect to see it um, at, at, at first-class professional cricket in England level. Um, and then I think the, the latest we get, obviously, into it, the latest T20 match when he was bowling at death wasn't. It was, it was either he, either it, the moment got to him or he just he just he can't consistently put the ball on the spot where it's meant to be. And it just seems that are you bringing? You've lost Ravi as an all-rounder, and you're bringing another all-rounder in that's already on our books. To replace him, but I think that we only need four bowlers in the Red Bull cricket. We need we need um, Porter, Cook, opening, Simon Harmer, then a fourth bowler, and then the, that means that your your the bowling that Ravi provided isn't. I don't think is really needed in Red Bull cricket, and therefore you just bring a batsman into the Essex side rather than have an, an, an all rounder. You just bring someone you think will get thirty, forty runs mo- most games. So that's my opinion, anyway. What do you think, Jeez? I think the talent is clearly there. I still, I just, I just, I just don't know his best position. Like, I think, as you say, like he's an all-rounder, but he's not the greatest all-rounder in in, in the nicest like sense of the word. Like his bowling isn't consistent enough. I think to keep him as the as the all-rounder in the team. like, And then he's batting. We've seen some really good play out of him, but then we've also seen some some wayward stuff and he's sort of been up and down the order depending on the game and what's needed. So I think this is really... I think for him, really, this is like a, a breakout year. You know, get, get the exposure, get used to being the first team set up and build on it and hopefully by playing so much this year and having all this exposure when it comes to next year he'll be able to learn and build on it and go oh you know maybe I need to tighten this up and be the sudden death bowler of the team in the, the T20 it's not for that sort of specialist role or you know I'm going to be the number six 
I'm going to be that man that comes in, can turn my arm over if needed, but I'm going to get 40. Yeah, and I think I certainly agree with you, Cheese, that he's, he's increased his stock this year. He's, I think, he's, you know, he's had, with the Bobbleist trophy and stuff, he's had his, he's had his chance to, sh- to shine in that. We haven't really seen him play much Red Bull cricket um, the last couple of years. So I think he's, yeah, he's definitely, I think, I'd just be, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know, um, the cricket committee, you know, the, the two captains at Essex and, and, and the coaches have a much war- see much warmer light now than they did say twelve months ago, but I'm just not sure if he's with what Essex want to achieve. They want to win everything. You know, last year we won two out of three. Obviously, the third one's rather disappointing. But yeah, but next see if this was a normal season, I think they'd be trying to win two out of three again. And as, as he's someone you can rely on to to be in that position, I'm not sure. I'm not. I, I don't see him in training. We don't see what goes on behind closed doors. He might, you know. The, so we don't know if he just, it is the case of he's been asked to do something out of his comfort zone in the match because the match requires that. And it's like, you, we know you haven't trained it, but you, we need you to have a go. And that's not gone very well. I remember mm-hmm. like Matt Quinn last year getting spanked about by, uh, I think, it, I can't remember which game it was. It was at, it was at Chelmsford. He was being asked to put the ball in short to try and catch the batsman at um, deep square leg. And it just happened to be that the ball was going that way, but either two foot or three foot the wrong way. And his economy rate looked awful, but that's what um, he was being asked to do. And I'm not sure whether we don't know whether we don't know what those conversations no. are behind it, the scenes. So he might be in the he might be in the nets, just putting it on the spot every single time, just trying to be like a line length bowler. But then he gets to the match, and they're saying like T Twain he's varied up a bit, and he's not. It goes out his comfort zone. He's he's quite 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 do it. Are we so? Yeah. So coming back to a point you made earlier about the absence of of Ravi. Um, so, are we agreeing that we're we're not really missing him in Red Bull cricket very much? Cheese. I agree. In terms of output, I don't think we're missing him. You know, we've got good players with the bat, and as Owen said, the, our four bowlers are hands down the best in probably in the country so I don't think we're missing that side of things I do think we're just missing an experienced head sometimes or that other voice on the field and viewpoint but as sad as it is to say I don't think we're missing him too much oh, it was nice to see isn't it you don't it'd be awful I mean what's one thing I was worried about you going to season with having a massive ravi-shaped hole in the squad, but I don't think it's as bad as... Well, that's what I thought would happen. Um, and I, I don't know if, if I if I voiced this in um, in the podcast, but certainly I had quite a lot of, of, of worry about the, that stability and, you know, his performance. Um, yeah, ravi, you put it, you hit the nail on the head there, a ravi-shaped hole in the team. Um, I'm not sure we can, because we're at that point now, we're going to start talking about the T20 I'm not sure we can quite say the same about him and his his uh, his loss from the T20 performances. In the T20, we're certainly missing his batting, hands down. We're not scoring enough runs, mm-hmm. and that, that's that's a common thing with Essex, isn't it? People, even the diehard fans, if you ask them, what's critical about Essex across the three formats is they don't score enough runs, 
Um, but I think this season's T20 campaign, we are we seem to be so reliant on three batsmen. We're reliant on if we need we need Delport, Lawrence, and Tenderscarter to make a serious um, score. Otherwise, it doesn't seem the rest of the team can fill around that. And having Ravi has been taken out, he would have been a fourth batsman. You'd have said, I can pretty much guarantee he's going to get. Um, 20, 30 runs, which is in T20 is massive, right? Yeah. Also, I think at the death bowling, you've got someone there who's played at the highest, he's played IPL, he's played um, cricket for England in front of huge crowds. He's not, and he's he's a very experienced and mature cricketer. He's not being phased by the fact that you're asking him in the 19th over to, to, to try and reduce the run rate or take a wicket. He's He's, he's there, you know? Whereas I don't think we've got anyone coming in like the sorry, bring up Walter again, Walters, the, the Snaters who can who've got who are experienced enough cricketers in, in that regard, and that's what we're really we're really missing. I think in the T Twenties is, is his, as you said before, about his his level headedness and then his experience to to deliver under under huge pressure. So that brings us neatly, Cheese. I'm going to let you lead on this next bit because. Uh, uh, I know I know how much you enjoy talking about T20. It, it's been um, it's been a really interesting few games um, for us in terms of the T20. Um, again, the weather hasn't done us any favours at all. Um, but but actually, I think there's a bit still a bit of a, a bit of a journey to go on over the next um, next few days. Yeah, I mean you're never out until you're out, but it's not been a strong start. I think we were fortunate that the first game was a washout against yeah. Middlesex. I mean, Holden really took us apart. And I, I wouldn't have been confident chasing that. And that's, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but then you look at the, what we scored over the next two games and you go, well, we definitely wouldn't have chased that. Um, bowling was not awful, but... Not brilliant. It wasn't. It wasn't Essex standard, though, was it? I just don't think it was tight enough. Like, I always think in in twenty twenties, your economy should be about nine or ten, a little bit over, and a little bit under, depending on on, on what because you can't account for like pitches that you, if you get served a road, you're going to go for a bit more. But really, like you know when bowlers are doing well when it's sort of in the the fives and sixes and not enough of us were getting down to that level to go this has been nice tight bowling not giving opportunities and we were were just a bit punished for it yeah I I agree I think one thing with Essex you you expect is tight bowling taking wickets and then you're nervous about the batting Um, yeah, I don't think the bowling has been up to scratch. I find some of the selection a bit strange when it comes to the bowling. Um, once again, we don't see what goes on in the nets behind closed doors and the tactics. But I found that leaving Sam Cook out um, for the game, uh, the, the last match was, was bizarre. And, and keeping Shane Snater in when you got, I think Sam Cook's one of the best bowlers in, co- in county cricket out there. Um, I'd, yeah, it's, so there probably is a reason behind that, and Harmer's a very experienced leader, uh, great cricketing minds. I'm sure there's a reason behind that, but for me, I can't, 
I can't see why you've made that decision. Do you think it's just, you know, a bit of player well-being? Because it it's a lot of games back-to-back now. So we started on the 27th, then had a game the 30th, then had a game the 1st. But Have we got another one this week? I think so. Yeah, but, but, Sam, yeah. but Sam Cook was left out of the Surrey game. So he's, he's had a bit of a rest because they let, they had an unchanged team, didn't they? And yeah, so I, I thought that you'd, you know, he's had a rest against Surrey and obviously I think he picked up a niggle and then, yeah, he's, he's fit, ready to go. And then you just, um, <clears throat> against Hampshire and you, you leave him out. I find it a bit, just a, just a bit, a bit odd. Um, I'm sure, I'm, once again, I'm, I'm backing Harmer all the way, you know, with, with this, he, he pulled out, his his people criticising some of his tactics last year, but bringing Ravi again, but it proved to be an absolute winner. Um, so I'm sure there's reasons, but I just I just find it. I can't I can't understand decision. why. Yeah, and, it's, and just when you when you've got someone like Sam Cook who's just firing on all cylinders, what he's end of last season, absolutely fantastic. He's brought that form into this season. He's got bags of energy. Yeah, um, and it, he just not not to knock. Shane, he's he's a, you know, he, <clears throat> I could never do what he does, and you know, you know, so I can't, I can't ever criticize someone like that. But just when you've got someone of that quality, why would why would you why would you leave him why out? Why would you leave him out? Um, well, if anyone knows why, do let us know. That is its podcast. So Middlesex obviously abandoned washout. Um, They're also a bogey team, aren't they? Because last year against Middlesex, that's when um, Amy de Villiers just. You know, showed us how to play, showed us how to play cricket a bit when he just tore us apart, at Lords. And then this year, oh, that things was got just way... humiliating. Well, he's one of the best players in the world, so you can't really. No, I still, I was still mortified. I don't think I've recovered, even a year later. But never mind. So, but you're um, Lords. So you're, you're having a night out at Lords. You can't complain, can you? Really. Yeah. So, um, and then tied against Surrey. Were we lucky to tie there? I don't necessarily think we were lucky to tie it. I don't think we got off to the strongest start. Up. Um, and and Tendo and Wita really really helped us get to where we were going. I think I don't know just just game management. Sometimes I think we struggle with. It's sort of been the theme throughout our commentary this year is that. We've got all the talent, but we don't necessarily apply it to the match play as as much as we need to. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. I wonder if, if people are tired. Um, I know during lockdown you can stay fit, like physically fit, but you're not match fit. You know, you're not when you when you're going on a, you know like a, I don't know a ten mile run or you're doing hill sprints in the park. The thing with cricket is that. You're having to make very complex decisions whilst shattered. It's like, it's like playing. It's like someone making you play chess whilst you're going sprinting, because of the tactics of the game. And you can't. That maybe that match sharpness of it just it just got lost a bit. And other teams have you're just quicker off the mark than Essex have been. I don't know about the explanation, but well, that coupled with the fact that we've almost kind of gone from naught to sixty. Yeah. In a very short space of time. And, and, and that's what you said, Cheese, earlier in terms of, you know, the, the very short spaces between matches. 
we wouldn't have that in normal times when when players are match fit. So going from a period of not inactivity, because of course they haven't, they've been keeping fit, but we're going from not playing to playing loads and in quick succession, maybe that hasn't done them any favours. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's sort of outside looking in. There's there's so many facets to, to, to club structure and maybe it could be something as simple as the other teams have got slightly different approaches to nutrition and fitness throughout lockdown than we have and, and it's paying off like there could be a whole host of, of subtleties to it the only thing I kind of think of is when you just see it and how the games have panned out is well we've had two final over games Surrey and Hampshire we should have been in a position where we took it away from the final over or more of a, a leeway to play around with if it was going to distance. Yeah, I agree. Especially in the in the last game, we it's no, it's I feel I was being rather negative on me because the results you haven't got a win, you know. But it's not it's not like we've had had the game taken maybe in Middlesex, but we can't really say. But with the game's not really been taken away from us beyond our reach, where you've been thrashed by a team. It's just we haven't been able to like have that ruthless control like either with you know with the like with the ball in the Hampshire game we just just seemed the bowl, the bowlers seemed to crumble and um you know putting in an an unusual amount victims. of whites. I think we're victims of our own success right so you go back to the T20s last year awful start off the back of an awful one day cup campaign we weren't feeling very confident it was, you know, let's see what's going to happen, you know, take it game by game and go from there. And then all of a sudden, we're in the final and we win. And it's like, it's not Cinderella story, but, you know, it's a, it's akin to a big showpiece that just paid off and had a, a, a great finish. So it sets you with big expectations for this season. But if you compare, like, the first three games last season to the first three games now, the standard... And the quality, it's not too dissimilar. It's almost like we overachieved before, we're underachieving now, and we're just trying to find out where our actual natural position should be. Yeah, I agree. But I, I, I can't help but think back to if you got those games, that, that second half of the campaign last year, you know, from the qualifying for the knockout stages onwards, it was Ravi Vipara who and Tendo that came on the last five overs and smashed 30, 40 runs. And I, we haven't got that now, and that seems to be, if we got, if we had someone two two lower order batsmen, I mean like lower lower of the mid order, so not not bowlers, but proper batsmen that come in at six and seven to hit another thirty runs additional in that those closing overs, we wouldn't be we would be having two wins under our belt now. But that's that's been taken away from us. Not taken away, but yeah, that player's left, and we've not found we've not had anyone to to and it. To come in and obviously recruiting this season has been a nightmare because you, it's not doable, is it? Um, but we know no one in our setup is is so. I think for next year, my point is that we need, I think the team need to find from somewhere uh, a big hitter that can come in and at number six or seven with Tendo. Well, we were gonna have um, Enrique, weren't we, from the, the yeah. big bash? 
I don't know if he's a, a six or a seven or if he's slightly higher, but certainly a, a big hitter to sort of allow us those quicker quicker starts and pieces of momentum. Yeah, I think he's higher up the order, so he would have been up there with Delport smashing it. But even then, he, yeah, you miss him and he just, if he can bring you an extra additional 20 runs at, at innings, that is, that, that is, you've won against Hampshire and you've won against Surrey. So I think we had the... And as for professional cricket, the cricket, the level we're talking about, it is just those small things that are the um, difference between winning and losing. It's it's not the team isn't good enough. It's not the tactics aren't good enough. It's you're you're missing that little edge. And I think it's we haven't replaced a uh, Ravi Parra, which I think if this the squad we had last season would have um, we'd be looking at two wins out of three by now. Which is the frustrating part, but obviously, so, so yeah, I don't think we're down and out. As she said, we're not we're not out to your out. Things happen. Look at last season; we thought it was long gone, and then we end up winning it. So, until it's mathematically possible, keep hope. So, on that note, we've got uh, Middlesex at Lords tomorrow, quarter past six. So. Going into that positively, and when um, you actually watch instead of being stuck behind a desk at work, I know, and so. Exactly, because it's just the the timings of some of the games. Two o'clock in the afternoon. People work. What on earth's going on? Kids are back at school. Kids are back at school. Yeah. Oh, who's who's if you're at home watching, brilliant. I am so jealous because I would love to be watching cricket at two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, for the, imagine with the grumble on this episode, he'll be talking about maybe the ECB want this blast to fail so the hundred gets a green light next season. But that's being very cynical. I'm sure it's just scheduling. But. Yeah, well, we'll put it down to scheduling. You wouldn't see football, even at League Two level, putting games on it during, during the working day. No. I don't see why we can't. Every ground's got floodlights. Um, we can't have, every, ground, every game should be post six o'clock at night. But there we go. What do you think, Jeez? Is it, is it, is the, have the timing scuppered any of your match viewings? Yeah, it, you know, I can't watch a game at two. I'm... I'm face deep in my work and you know just haven't got that luxury of being able to, to watch it which is a shame whereas if it's only in the evenings I can you know sit back and, and give it a go but I think it's it is a conflict of, of, of scheduling all these games in such a short turnaround yeah they've got to get done try yeah. and maximise it somehow I don't know but the light at the end of the tunnel here, though, yeah, let's let's talk coverage. Oh, it's been amazing. Yeah. So I've, so the, my, my tactic is like following on the BBC first innings and then trying to get all my work done ready for the second innings, which is, you know, a bit of a mammoth task sometimes. But yeah, the, the coverage that Essex has done on the YouTube channel is unbelievable. Uh, it, it's beyond my expectations. Uh, they've really, really done a fantastic... Whoever they've employed to do it, it's fantastic, and those if you're listening and not watched it, it is it's well worth. Talk us talk us through what what's good about it. You got multi. So I, I I think the expectation was about the years gone by because you got a camera behind some bowler's arm, and when the ball goes out of shot, it's hard to follow the game. But this one here, you've got like I say, proper commentators like you know guys who've seen professional, very knowledgeable, very very good at their job. You know, to, speaking articulately and keeping you informed in the game. Multiple camera angles. The editing is 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 Sky Sports esque. It's like in terms of 
uh, having proper replays. It's adverts, but that's fan- for me, it's fantastic. That's money going into the club, you know, helping pay for all this. Um, they've got guests. So Nick Brown came on. You've got Graham Gooch coming on. It's, um, it, is, it is brilliant. And I think as it's on YouTube, I found this out. Oh, I was a bit sneaky with this one. If you can, if you're going to be, like, if you're like us and you work until five o'clock or so at night, but you're like lucky like me, so I work from home, so I can just, as soon as work's done, switch on to the coverage. If you tune out from all social media, all radio, everything, don't watch the game, go onto YouTube, squint your eyes so you can't see the score, and then roll it back, you can start from the start again. It's a little trick I learned. That's a fantastic tip. Yeah, so you got to be obviously you can't keep on like you can't do any on the like I know so you've a lot of players. Basically, just got to unplug from the world for yeah. the length of the match. Then yes, yeah, so one I see it on Twitter a lot of people tag tag us in for our opinions. It's lovely. Thank you. Keep doing it. It's brilliant. Um, but yes, yeah, if you switch off all that and you're willing to sit in a room with no one telling you what's going on, you can watch the game live. Yeah, yeah. And well, not live, but you can watch it. With the live, the live experience in real yeah. time. But on that, thank you for the interactions during the course of the day. But obviously, I think hopefully, the if we don't respond straight away at two o'clock in the afternoon, now you know why. <laughs> You've been dealing with spreadsheets. I've been dealing with risk assessments. It's it's all go. It's all go. Okay, so we talk tomorrow. We talk BBC. So what's our prediction well then? Do you think Cheese will sneak it through? Sneak into the quarterfinals? Yeah, I think so. Well, I have to say, I, I actually now can't wait for the next podcast because um, I just want to know the outcome. <laughs> I just I just kind of want it done. Well, the next podcast could be the last one if everything, if everything goes horribly wrong. I Hopefully it's I not. I say that. Well, no, if, if, we, if we miss out by one point to the final of the Bob Willis, if we miss out. Yeah, so fingers crossed it's not. Yeah, so we've got tomorrow at Lords, um, then home at the Oval uh, against Kent. Um, and that should quite neatly take us up to the next podcast and hopefully hopefully we'll have uh, positive positive news fingers crossed we've had our first loss in 13 months i don't want to be doing <laughs> yeah. this in a couple of weeks time with three or four more no it's not a habit i want to get into to be honest i like winning i like talking about winning um let's let's just uh, all keep our fingers and toes crossed I can I can guarantee you that Simon Harmer, Ronnie Irani, Anthony McGrath, all of will be just talking tactics, and they'll and you've seen since that group of players came in, or obviously, well, especially Ronnie came in, you, you know, and had that cricket committee. Was it a few five six years ago when they we won Division Two and won Division One? The back of that, like, these guys know what they're doing, right? They know cricket, they know how to win games. I, I'm I'm not saying I'm gonna making stupendous statements, but I reckon quietly confident that things will um, will turn out all right this season. We'll have another another trophy in the cabinet. Well, fingers crossed. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure to... to, to I was going to say see you then, but I actually mean talk to you guys again. Um, you never know, at some point in the future, we might be able to do this properly and uh, get back to our... Should do a live show celebrating me. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, we could. Oh, would it be nice if we? Are we going to? I think we might have more than five by now. But um, but no, it'd be not. I I I now have dreams of uh, of of commentating on uh, on YouTube. Now you've put that in my brain. 
Cheese always floats the idea that we should just sit and watch a game and commentate on it. Like, a, just go to a second team game and see if we can do it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's harder than we think, but I think it'll be really fun. Well, let's make that something that we, we aim for for next season. So um, if we don't do it, listeners, please remind us because uh, I think that'll be an absolute blast. So pleasure. Thanks very much, guys. It's bye from me. It's bye from me. And goodbye from me.